Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings, where we walk with you on your journey to wholeness. Our host is Dr. Jeannie Burnett, licensed clinical psychologist and certified eating disorder therapist. Join her and her host, Carlos Houston, as they discuss the relationship between your food, your faith, and your feelings. Welcome back to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings. We are walking with you on your journey to wholeness. Good morning. Good afternoon. Happy Sunday to you. I uh, hope you're having a great day. Today in the studio, we have Nancy Ferdinand. Hello, Nancy. Hi. And many of you may not know who Nancy is, but she's pretty much a rock star at the Mana World. I'm pretty awesome. Yes, she is. I have raised her from a mere babe. (laughs) (laughs) And now she is my executive director of the MANA Treatment. Do you want to tell people a little bit about yourself, Nancy? Sure. Um, I went to Mercer University for my master's and I interned at MANA. And then I guess Gina decided to keep me. So I've been there three years and some change. And it's been awesome ever since. Yes. And Nancy is one of her one of her skills. <laughs> one of my the banes of my existence is paperwork <laughs> and struggle, you know, structuring like the organizing people and their paperwork and following up with things. And so God makes us all with different balances and strengths. And so Nancy has just been a wonderful addition and has done a great job. Uh, taking care of all that paperwork stuff that I hate. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. You're very welcome. But one of the cool things about Nancy is that she, we, we are here today. Um, It's June. We are talking about body image. (sighs) Yay. Ooh. Lots of people don't like body image. It's an, it's a difficult topic. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things about Nancy is that she's also a therapist. She went to Mercer University and she runs a lot of the groups through our partial hospitalization program at Mana Treatment. And so I thought it would be great to have her come in and we can discuss um, body image. But the other cool thing about Nancy is that she's black. I am. (laughs) And mostly She's not African-American. She is Haitian-American. She's Haitian-American. And so I, I think that there are some uh, differences between the way that white people and black people see themselves. Absolutely. And so we're just going to talk a little bit about body image in general. In fact, today, just today, I got a, um, I saw a, a CNN uh write up about body image and the main focus about it was that body image is the way that someone perceives themselves obviously like the way my body looks and for some people body image could be about their hips it could Mm -hmm. be about their legs it could be about their nose and so there's a lot of different things that people I mean we we're in the era of plastic surgery right yeah and boobs and noses and cheeks and eyebrows and just so many different things that we can do to change our bodies. And there's even some of those people out there that do things too extreme. Mm -hmm. I will say in the 
black or African-American community, what you will see in terms of body image is skin tone and hair. Those are like our two big things. Really? Yes. So, so there's dark skin versus light skin, good hair versus bad hair, and just that whole um, community and figuring out where you fit in in that circle. So tell me, darker skin is yay or nay? Well, it's, what's the difference? I don't understand. There isn't a difference, but except <laughs> <laughs> the color, <laughs> yes. But in in the African American Black community, for a long time, it was perceived to be of higher stature if you're a lighter skin tone versus darker skin tone. Now, there's been a shift in that, but that has been, for the most part, the general perception of the community. Why do you think that is? You know, I'm I'm no expert, but if if well, based I mean, off of what I've heard, based <laughs> off of what I know, a lot of it goes back in terms of in times of slavery, the lighter skin slaves would be in the house whereas darker skin toned people would be out in the fields and then there was that debate versus which party is better. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. In fact, I do know way back during like those times, like is that the 1850s, even further back, people mm-hmm. revered, even in the in, in white culture, lighter toned skin mm-hmm. like they you couldn't even get next to the fire because you were they were afraid you would get tanner or darker mm-hmm. so that it would have these fans so that you could feel the heat but not get a tan or, you know, get, so I have heard of things like that Mm -hmm. way back, but, um, I think that's really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. It goes right way back to that. And so now the culture has shifted, correct? Yes. There's been a shift and people are more accepting and more understanding. And, um, you'll see things like black girl magic or, you know, natural hair is now a huge thing in the community. I, you know, I love it when you wear your hair naturally. <laughs> you I'm do. like, I wish I could rock a fro like you can. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I just think it's so cool because I can't do it. <laughs> I have the most thin, fine ugh, hair. <laughs> so tell us the difference between good hair and bad hair. Um, that's just based off of perception. I guess if it's more manageable, it's good hair, good in quotations. And then I guess the kinkier, the nappier the hair is, the worse it. Maybe thicker? Yes. Because I know that the the hair can get thicker too. Mm -hmm. So the thinner maybe. Mm -hmm. the the Straight, if it's naturally straight. Some people have naturally straight hair versus curly. And then the texture, that changes. Well, you know, I've heard that um, because of all of the, what do you call it, the, the patterns of our history and, our, and, the, and that every white person has black DNA mm-hmm. and every black person has white DNA. Mm-hmm. So we're all just, just a rainbow <laughs> skin tone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we all have it. I mean, in fact, a lot, well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Lots of people think that I'm black. <laughs> they do. They do because of the way I act and the way I carry myself and my body structure and different things like that. People have asked me legitimately before if I've got black in me. And mm-hmm. I said, not to my knowledge, but maybe. I don't know. So what about the rest of the body and the figure uh, with black people? Um. My my experience has been that 
most black people prefer a thicker frame. Mm-hmm. The like, I constantly remember being like, "Oh, you need more meat on your bones" or something like that. That was a constant phrase I heard growing up. Really? Mm hmm. Just thicken up. You don't want to be frail. You don't want to appear weak. And that also just goes in terms of structure and stability and strength. Which is so interesting because for the white mindset growing up, it's the thinner you are, the stronger you are, the prettier you are, the more desirable Mm -hmm. that you are. And so, wow, what a dichotomy there. Yeah, absolutely. It's just interesting because I think that... um, the the messages that it sounds like I, I mean I I don't I I'd be curious like the messages from the media in terms of what I understand and what I hear is that you know everybody wants to be on a diet mm-hmm. and everybody wants to be thinner mm-hmm. but so what do you guys do with those messages what do you, I mean like if you're supposed to be thicker then you just ignore it and go you're stupid well thickness to a certain degree like you don't want to don't want to be fat you just want to oh my god you said the f i know but there's different varieties and degrees of thickness there's not you know so is muscular like i mean because i know that for people you know like i think in general just in our culture that muscle is looked at as desirable and beautiful and strength Mm -hmm. and like what was her name jackie joiner who was the, you guys are too young. Oh yeah, my gosh. I don't know who you're talking she about. She was a black runner in the Olympics. She had the most beautiful body. Just, I mean, just all muscle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think she's, she's dead now, but she was just absolutely gorgeous. And so I think that maybe there's a commonality in that way that, yeah. All that muscle is just beautiful, mm-hmm. and just being toned and fit. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I mean, when we work with people with eating disorders, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that we look at when we're talking to them about their body image. What one of the things that I say to them is, your body image is your your emotional projection, like what you think and what you feel about yourself projected onto your body. And if there's something inside of you that you don't like, like you don't like how insecure you feel in relation to another female Mm -hmm. and you see her and she is, she has a, a, a tighter rear or smaller arms or prettier hair, regardless of the color then you what you know what ends up happening is because you don't like something about yourself you project that onto yourself and you say i've got to make my rear or my legs or my arms or whatever smaller and that becomes a place that you can control yeah so my projection onto my body when i look in the mirror is all right i can see this now i need to make this smaller in order to be likable. But really what they're trying to do is like themselves. Yeah, I agree. That that generally tends to be what we run into when we do body image group and 
body image really just comes into any of the groups that we end up doing um, when yeah. we're running the PHP or the IOP. So tell us one of the something that you've done in body image group lately to help increase the insight into what's going on with them. I, I realize we've got to go to commercial break. So give me just let's just pause right there. You and the studio audience, not the studio audience, you and the audience out there. Please hold on. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. So could your nonprofit use $10,000 per month in free Google advertising? Since 2003, Google has donated free advertising to over 20,000 nonprofits in over 50 countries throughout the world. They've helped them raise millions of dollars in cash donations, recruiting and volunteer work, and in raising awareness for their causes. Visit epicgrowth.com, that's E-P-I-C-growth.com, to see if your nonprofit organization is eligible for this $10,000 in free advertising today. Hard Exercise Works. They believe in really hard exercise, in the relentless pursuit of excellence. Results are earned, not given. Group training can be personal and fun. I personally love Hard Exercise works. It has helped me to get back into shape. I don't focus on my food. I focus on the workout and I feel stronger and I feel healthier and happier. And that's what it's about. Hard exercise works in John's Creek. Hello, I am Dr. Jeannie Burnett, the founder and executive director of the MANA Scholarship Fund. MANA Fund was created in 2006 to help those with eating disorders get access to treatment. Our mission statement is to practically address the epidemic of eating disorders by providing prevention, education, research, and financial assistance for treatment to all qualified individuals through well-administered programs. People out there have difficulty with their eating and develop eating disorders. And we are designed to help people who cannot get that treatment otherwise. So if you would like to sponsor this show or give a donation to the MANA Fund, please contact us through manafund.org. That is M-A-N-N-A fund.org or 770-495-9775. Thank you. All right. Thank you to our sponsors. And if you and your company would like to be a sponsor and support MANA Fund, Please contact us at manafund.org or 770-495-9775 and let us know that you would like to be a sponsor for the Food, Faith, and Feelings show. So, Nancy, we are back and we were talking about body image and some of the things that we do with our clients to help improve their relationship with their bodies. So yes. give us give us an example of something that you've done in Body Image Group. So one of the things that we've done is we've I've had them write letters to their body, thanking thanking it for all the positive things that it helps them accomplish. So rather than focus on the negative and the things they want to change, let's think about all the good things that come from you know having a body, any parts, whatever whatever they like, whatever you know they feel inspired by, and then. Um, I had them stand up in front of a very big mirror and read it to themselves. They were not fond of that part, but... I love that mirror. Yes. It's the first thing I bought for Mana. It's a really big mirror. Right. It's great. Um, You know, I've actually done some body image work on that as well. 
on that mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this for all of you guys out there that are listening is I want you to think about ways because I know that just the average person. Um, especially the average female, but I also know the average male, which we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks, males and body image. But, you know, everyone kind of struggles to some degree with, you know, their body or their weight or something. I mean, I have a friend that just the other day was saying, hey, I'm going, I mean, a male that was like, I'm going on this no carb diet. And I was like, don't, your body's going to hate you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because most diets out there, are just so horrible for your body and it's like it's like your 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 body gets hit by a car yeah and it just doesn't know what to do when you start changing up the the calories and the you know if you don't do it in a soft nice way and you just go you know cold turkey I'm not going to have carbs anymore I'm not going to do this or whatever your body doesn't like you <laughs> it it actually kind of revolts And it will do things like it will conserve carbohydrates. And so when you begin to reintroduce carbohydrates into your body, then it begins to continue to absorb them and and hold on to them and hold that energy because it's afraid that you're going to go through another starvation mode. And so what ends up happening is the yo-yo dieting. Yes. You you might lose the weight, but your body is like, oh, something's going to happen. And it kind of goes through a little mini PTSD, holds on to it. And then you start eating normally again or you have that piece of cake because you're like, ah, I've, I've done good so far. Mm-hmm. And your body goes, whoo, energy yeah. and it holds on. And so then it's harder for you to lose weight. Yeah. And one of the things that I try to explain to the individuals in our groups is that when you when you're talking about your diet, you want it to be more of a lifestyle rather than Bingo. a six month process and then go right back to where you were. Exactly. Right. So. You're developing a relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. And that's what body image is, mm-hmm. is you are using your body and what you see in it as a way of containing, protecting, showing like who you are. And if you are not happy with yourself, potentially your body is going to be a victim of your self-hatred or your self-anger. Mm-hmm. And so... Going back to the um, the original topic of, you know, writing a letter to your body. That's a fabulous thing for people to do, especially if you struggle with not liking yourself or not liking your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see that when people are going, like if they end a relationship, like end a marriage or end a dating relationship or whatever, you know, the, oh gosh, it's got, it's, I've got to get things back in tone. I've got to get back in shape because I'm trying to, you know, get another mate. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I understand that, but I think that loving yourself and becoming the right person inside for yourself, because you have to live with yourself all the time and being able to share that with someone else, because really when you are dating someone or when you get married to someone, you're not marrying them typically for their body. Mm-hmm. If you are, that's that's not going to last. You're really wanting to get be with that person because of their character, yeah, and how they're supportive and how they are um, a, a good connector and a good supporter and a good partner in life. Um, gosh, I feel like I'm so ADD today. <laughs> I'm going back to the mirror. So one of the things that I used to do with clients, especially if they contain um, trauma, mm-hmm. is I would have them 
kind of draw out their outline in the mirror and then identify the places where their body was containing the energy from the trauma. Mm-hmm. And now obviously this is very deep work, um, but it's really um, empowering for them to be able to, instead of like see that there's this energy, you know, in their heart where they're, ha- they're carrying a lot of pain instead you know, to write the, the words that are connected to the things that happened or the emotion. Mm-hmm. So pain, like, you know, if, if there's this energy that they're holding in their chest, so you might want to write pain and angry, anger and anguish and disappointment and just different words that really describe those feelings. What you're really doing is you're actually caring for your body mm-hmm. because your body's carrying that information. Yeah. So what other thoughts about that? Um, just in terms of the drawing, um, one of the things that I have done is laid out a piece of paper for them to draw out their body outline. And usually what generally tends to happen is they'll get up and they'll see that's not even close to what I see in the mirror yeah. versus what is actually physically on the paper. So giving them a different perspective from what they're seeing when they look in the mirror versus what's actually out there and what everyone else is seeing. Yeah. What I, what that's really called is a dynamic process. When you look in a mirror, it's a dynamic changing process and you project what you're seeing, what you're feeling, you're projecting what you're feeling onto what you're seeing and it moves its energy versus a static process, which is drawing on a piece of paper, laying like you have someone lay down on a piece of rollout paper and they outline themselves and someone else can help them do that. And then typically they they see themselves as being bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they see what's on the piece of paper, they're they're sometimes pleasantly surprised yeah. or shocked, yeah. especially if they have an anorexic issue going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a static process. I've also had clients um, take a picture of themselves in the mirror instead of looking in the mirror. So they're looking in the mirror. They see one thing. They take a picture And then when they look at the picture, because it's not a static, I mean, a dynamic process, they they actually can see a little bit better how other people see them. And so there are different things that you can do to get a more accurate description or a a more accurate reflection of really what your body looks like versus how you feel about yourself in your body. Mm -hmm. So I'm just helping them to relate. You know, just because they're dealing with whatever eating disorder doesn't mean that once you're past that recovery that you're going to go on and for the rest of your life not have any body image issues. That's not realistic. Right. And just, you know, giving them real life examples, that you know, myself or any of the other therapists have issues with um, body images and that's OK. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that the wise woman builds her house. But with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. That's Proverbs 14, 1. And I found this verse. I know it's been there for (laughs) a long time, but I found this verse probably five or six years ago. And I just thought, wow, how amazing is that? Because our body is literally our house, our Mm -hmm. spiritual house. And when the body becomes more important than what it contains, that's kind of like, you know, being more concerned about the house that you actually live in versus the people that live in it. And when that happens, it's just not going to stand, you know, a house divided cannot stand. And so 
when you inside are divided against you on the outside, it's going to create a lot of turbulence, a lot of chaos inside, and it's going to make life a lot harder. So, Nancy, thank you so much. This has been a very unique uh, radio program today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. I'm certain that I will have you back. You're awesome. Thank you. And you guys out there in Radioland, I really appreciate you listening. I hope that you enjoy the show. Please let us know. Find us on Food, Faith, and Feelings on Facebook and give us a shout. 